0: Welcome to The Binge. My name is Mike. And I'm Jonathan. And this is Episode 7. Dating Apps Abroad. Welcome back. Last week we promised you that this week would be a little bit lighter. And it's going to be. We're going to be talking about dating apps abroad and the different uses. That they provide. Yeah, we're gonna get into a lot of different things here today. We're
1: gonna to cover the basics of the apps, like Mike said, and then we're gonna get into a little more about how to use the apps while you're traveling, and we might even cover a few stories from our travels along the way.
0: A couple stories will trickle in here, and we're gonna mainly stay on Tinder, Bumble, and Grindr, because those are the ones that our group used abroad. And I think that those are the ones you really wanna use because of the sheer volume. Uh, yes. That they provide.
1: And kind of they're they're meant for quick meetups. Um, there are other apps out there like Happen and Down that are, are similar, but we really stuck to those main three. And then other apps like, okay, Cupid or Hinge or Coffee Meets Bagel, those are really for trying to find your significant, significant other.
0: Um, yeah, we weren't necessarily trying to find love. And certainly by the end of the trip, when we had figured out the skill set of these apps, we uh, were not trying to find love. So these apps were perfect for sort of the uses. Uh, that we needed when we were traveling. Exactly. And we're
1: going to center this episode in terms of how we do it around uh, themes or around uses for dating apps. So we found during our travels that there are three main uses, and none of those uses are finding love. <laughs> no,
0: none of them uh, at all. But they're incredibly useful. But if that happens... If that happens, that's awesome. That's great. Um, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of us really fell in love abroad. Uh, but With someone we met on a dating app. With someone we met on a dating app this year. Some of us fell in love with people we randomly met in the streets. But (laughs) you should use these for sort of what we'll call social purposes as well. I mean, one of the big things is that there's just such a sheer volume of people that you're going to possibly meet on Tinder, Bumble, and Grindr. Exactly. So before
1: we get into the uses that we'll cover, let's just quickly... Talk about what Tinder, Bumble, and Grinder are. Maybe a, a few differences for those of you who don't know exactly.
0: So, do you want to cover um, yeah. Tinder, and I'll do Bumble, and then you'll and, and then you'll explain Grinder. You you can take me somewhere Grinder. <laughs> that sounds good. So Tinder is that one little flame that you open and you swipe uh, left if you don't want to meet up, right if you are attracted to the person, uh, and then you can match if you both swipe right and then start a good conversation. Uh, which can either be, you know, hey, how are you, or, you know, a weird question to to start off. And it matches you with people who are in a certain mile radius and in an age range
1: that you are looking for. Exactly. So you swipe left or right on a photo that pops up. You can also, also, if you want to, usually see a little more information by clicking on the photo. Either a quick bio that they provide, uh, any mutual friends, and you can also usually see a few more pictures if they choose to show those. Bumble is... Made very similarly to Tinder in terms of the user ability, that what the user does. You swipe left or right, uh, you can also look at various pictures and a short bio as well. And if you both swipe right, a conversation opens up, same as Tinder. The only difference is that uh, men are not allowed to start conversations on Bumble if it's a male and a female matching. So the female has to be the one to start the conversation, which leads to a slightly different pool of people on Bumble, you're, you're
0: usually going to find uh, a lot of women who do Bumble but don't do Tinder. That's right. And this one is interesting when you're abroad because if you're traveling to places for a short amount of time, maybe you want to initiate the conversation because sort of things need to move faster. And Bumble, I think you get a very different group of people. You're right, Jonathan. But you have to sort of wait for the girl to talk to you and it's a little... Harder to use if you're in a city for a night or two.
1: Exactly. Though we were able to start a few different conversations and meet some people through Bumble. So it, it does work abroad even,
0: uh, though you cannot start conversations
1: if you're a guy. That's and then, right. and then That's of right. course, the third app, Michael. The
0: third app is Grindr, and this is for uh, gay men to use. And it's uses the location sort of similar to Tinder, but in a, uh, we'll say, creepier way. You can sort of log on. You see... Uh, A bunch of the guys that are near you and it tells you exactly how many feet they are away and you can send people messages you don't have to match or anything you can literally send messages to anyone who's on the app and they can respond and then you can meet for beers or other activities so let's dive in because we have a lot to talk about because we use these apps for about a month of traveling and you know, things change city to city, but we came away with these three uses that we want to go into in depth with you so that you can sort of follow in our, you know, virtual footsteps. And, and in all of our
1: research that we were able to do on, on dating abroad, I think it's, it's one of the many subjects that we were able to really accumulate a good binder, a good folio of, of information to throw
0: to you viewers. That's right. And uh, I'd like to say that we're one of the first to do, you know, a grinder study, but I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure that gender has been analyzed by other statisticians before us.
1: Yeah, not necessarily in the in the exact countries we went in though. So so let's, that's probably let's, true. Let's dive into that. Um, use number one. We're just going to hit you with the most obvious use for these dating apps, and that is meeting people. How do we say this in a PG way? Since our, our podcast is uh, clean content only, according to iTunes, published on iTunes. Of that's course, right. You should all um, be subscribed and rating and reviewing if you have an iPhone. Yeah. Or uh,
0: but this is for more intimate meetups.
1: Exactly. So, use number one would be,
0: I guess, it, it, f- finding some intimacy abroad. Yeah. Well, so we were traveling for about you know a month and a half, and that's a that's a long time to go without some intimacy if you're not in a long distance relationship. So. Or even if you are in a long. Even if you are in a long distance relationship, so that was the you know the primary use, and I wouldn't say we really used this use too much, but we tended to. We did some of us, some of us a little more
1: than others. Um, but just to give you background, there were four of us traveling. One of us, Colin, was in a long distance relationship at the, the time. And the rest of us were single. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Colin's girlfriend does not listen to the podcast, so we can say pretty much anything we want. I don't know. about but I think
0: that.
1: That. <laughs> I think this would come back to bite us.
0: That's uh, possible. <laughs> Chief, you're listening. We love you, and don't hold any of this against us. Yes. Um, uh, mainly against Colin. Mainly against Colin. But, you know, I think it's also important to put in context, uh, Jonathan and Evan, the two of the single guys, are straight. I am gay. And so that added sort of another perspective to sort of the different searches and research that we were doing.
1: Exactly. So we were in Waterford one night, which is home to the famous Waterford Crystal that many of you have heard of. But we found more enjoyment in some other things in Waterford than Crystal.
0: We did. We did. And... This is the point in the trip, it's really early on, if you you know followed our map that we were talking about, Waterford's one of the first stops. And so at this point, we didn't realize the uses for all of these dating apps, and so we're just using this for sort of the intimacy use at this point. And we made some great matches in Waterford, and we found one of them, I found one of them, on the dance floor at a very weird club.
1: Yes, so we were actually following some instructions from this guy
0: that Mike was talking to through one of the apps. I I believe it was Tinder, right? It was Tinder. Yeah, this one one was Tinder. And it was interesting. So we were out in Waterford, which is sort of a bustling college town, and we were looking for recommendations of bars to go to. And he was sending us a different places uh that he was going in the night and so we were sort of following this guy and his friend group and <laughs> trying to find him and, and trying to and find we couldn't, him we, we just kept drinking more whiskey we kept drinking more whiskey and then it, we kept drinking more Coors which is hilarious how much the Irish love I've, I've never seen a course poured in the beautiful so way that yeah. they do in Dublin or sorry in Ireland uh everywhere and so we finally kind of give up and we decided to, you know, we go to this last club that he recommended but we decided we're going to drink chorus and dance. And just go on the
1: tear up the dance floor. And
0: so Evan and I do tear up the dance floor to an awful song and we bump into this guy.
1: Yes, and of course we get there and the only music they're playing was like
0: 60s rock. It
1: was like...
0: Yeah, and so we just went not full, very shameless shameful. hit the dance floor and uh, bump into this guy. I think it's because his man bun wasn't really tied the way that it was in his, his picture on tinder so i like didn't recognize him immediately and then i did and we danced with his friends uh i danced you know with him and they made out with his face a little bit yeah i mean we don't need to get into too
1: much detail here but it was a good balance um we did split up briefly and colin and i actually went to get some uh, hillbillies fried chicken yeah, shout um, out to Hillbillies. And that was our discovery of Hillbillies. Hillbillies. That was the first night we had their fried chicken. And
0: i I we still saw think about the restaurant and a man that night.
1: Yes, yes, we did. And and that's just one of our many experiences in that realm. And I think from all of the other experiences that we don't really have time, or you can ask us questions, send us emails at binjus at gmail.com for other stories. But we do have a few pieces of advice in this realm of using the dating apps I think we can give you.
0: Um, I think the first and foremost is, for here, and it's the same with dating apps anywhere, but obviously, meet not at your hostel, or your Airbnb. You want to meet on a dance floor. You definitely want to meet anyone that you're meeting.: Yeah, and
1: I think how to meet someone is, is, is some great advice we can we can share. If you're wondering, maybe you're a, little, a bit of a novice, first step of meeting people abroad, how do you even match with them? And I think it's simple. You go on you adjust your profile slightly, let people know, I think, you know, let people know where you are, let them know you're traveling, let them know you're from the U.S. Yeah, that
0: little, like, you know, couple word blurb that you get, you know, really use it to say, hey, traveling in Ireland, and, you know, get your story out there. People are super interested in meeting people that are traveling abroad. So you should, exactly like Jonathan said, just be up front, put it all out there. Exactly, and I want to say that In
1: terms of actually starting a conversation with someone, first of all, do it. You're not gonna meet people if you don't start conversations
0: unless of course you're on bumble. And And what do you have to lose? uh, Right. You're in a place for like two nights. And that's why I think that you can but the great thing about dating apps abroad is you can be sort of shameless and you can, you know, do things that you probably wouldn't do they'd be nervous to do at home because you're just you're never gonna be in that city again. So like be up front, put it all out there. We always talk about I think it's interesting, like how we think at least gay men are way more direct in general dating. So I say, like, be more like a gay man if you're dating abroad and, yeah, kinda, definitely kind of be more upfront with what you're looking for and what you're
1: doing there. Definitely be more gay abroad. I think all four of us took that advice <laughs> to heart, especially when
0: we were in those one or two beds, the uh, bed b&bs That's right. And if you're in Ireland, us. they love the gay so you know. You you know say you're in a gay couple you probably get some some perks and some, some exactly things.
1: and and one of the frustrating parts of using dating apps in real life is how, what do you say to someone it's hard to start a conversation the beauty of being abroad we had pretty much the same pickup line slash first first comment to everyone it's pretty simple you just say hey I'm new to the city just here to, for a little bit what do you recommend do you have any spots you like any things I should we should see uh, and that and that Will often lead to a good conversation about life, love, happiness, and and you can learn a lot and maybe even meet the person at the end.
0: Yeah, and I I think that like one of the first things is when you when you're in like the city that you're living in, you're going to be super picky on these dating apps because you're looking for something more substantial. But I say open your mind, be more open to sort of either hooking up with or meeting up with sort of someone outside of who you're normally looking for because it just increases the possibilities of getting recommendations for bars and meeting more people when you're abroad. So, you know, open up those minds of yours. Exactly. And
1: I think we have one final piece of advice that we learned a little bit about when we were traveling in terms of the use of apps when it comes to using them for intimacy. Don't be a <laughs> friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know? It's a simple lesson that's, you know, it's it's easy to follow, to so do it. Yeah. I think you really want to... And what we mean by that, we might want to go into that a little more. <laughs> Generally, don't be a friend. But what we mean by that is, you know, don't date over friend here. So don't like, you know, you need to balance your friendships with meeting new people. And you don't want to hurt the vibe of the trip by just looking to hook up. So making an experience, involve your friends. I think I responded to about half of the messages that you guys got on your Tinder. So I know you responded to a lot of mine. So... You know, involve your friends with this. Your friends should always be involved in your dating life, but this is you know, particularly more true, I think, when you're traveling abroad and meeting people. Exactly, and that's a great way to avoid
1: the danger of being that bad friend and using dating apps and trying to value meeting people over spending the time with the other people you're traveling with. And obviously, it's going to be a case-by-case basis in terms of how you do that, but I think that we all had a pretty good balance. I mean, maybe Mike went a little astray that night in Waterford. Did
0: I push the balance a little bit?
1: It might have been pushed a little, but overall it was balanced out by the quality time we spent together. So make sure to balance those two so you don't have too many underlying issues with your friend group. It's, the millennials have this uh, saying actually called the uh, pull-to-chill ratio. And for those of you who are not familiar, you should uh, look it up. But basically you want a good pull-to-chill ratio in life, but especially when you're traveling with friends. You need to make sure that pull-to-chill ratio is still at a good one-to-one or even a little more toward the chill than the pull, so work on that, and uh, especially
0: don't forget about it just
1: because you're traveling. So, Mike, do you want to talk about uh, get into the second?
0: Yes, yeah, and I think that we've you know hinted on it a couple times through the dating portion, the first use that we were talking about, but the second use, and it's definitely more dear to my heart, is use these apps to explore the cities you're in. It's you know you'll get the tourist things, you know you'll you'll read TripAdvisor and do the ten things that are advised on you know that and other websites but connect with people who actually live there or who are also traveling there and figure out where to go so this night i was really attracted to this guy with a man button on tinder and just to start conversation i asked him about recommendations and we went to these bars some of them were you know kind of weird but the other ones were great i mean we had this great whiskey bar we started our night at that we wouldn't have known otherwise um, yeah, and you're not so going to find good. those
1: cool little spots. To the, the, the best place where, where all the kids eat, where all the kids drink from travel advisory or one of the trip advisory or, or Yelp, even. Yeah, and, and, and I
0: remember remember we were in St. Patty's Day and I was talking to one of the grad students who was living uh, in the, what's that even we were in for St. Patty's Day? Cork. We're in Cork, yeah, that's right. And we were trying to go meet up because this huge college and university town so we wanted to meet up with some grad students and party with people who were there and he said to us no you guys are silly everyone goes out the night before st patty's day because it's mm-hmm. a big vacation week and it's just going to be tourists on st patty's day and he you know talked to us about the different things they were cooking that day and a really long conversation with him about breakfast and the different the fry that he was making uh but you learn a lot and you figure out sort of what people's schedules are and you don't just do the out of cities when you have friends, and this is, like, an easy way to find a friend for a day. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I, I also matched with a few people in Cork who were able to give us a lot some of in Cork. fun activities to do for the day. We had some nice walks that we might not have discovered otherwise. And, and keep in mind that, especially if you're going to a small town, there might not be a lot of Yelp reviews or there might not be any, but there will be people on Tinder, as we discovered, <laughs> even in, you know, even in the small towns of... You name it. Um, right. Uh, the, the ones you have, Dungarvin and, you know, McCroom, all these. Right. Things. So it's like the
0: big towns like Wellington Bridge. I mean, you're going to have endless possibilities to match. But the small towns, it's amazing. You're still going to be a couple people. And we had our radius was pretty small, like, you know, five, six miles. And right. Because it didn't make sense to have Otherwise, bigger radius. we walking. More walking. If you're meeting up for a drink. Walking across the Highlanders um, And, you know, there were people in every town that we matched with and, it was cool. And also, a lot of the small towns, then, of course, you see them when you're out, and uh, it's always, always funny. You know, you know, you were talking about some weird joke on Tinder, and then you see them, what are you going to get us at the bar? Just give just give a little wink and a nod. A little, the yeah. Mike Brown special. <laughs> the, the, the creepy wink and a nod. The wink and a nod. That I always eye. think is so sly. So sly. It is. Don't worry Sometimes about it. Sometimes it is. <laughs> uh, After a couple of boomers, it's
1: not. Well, that's when you really think it's fly. Anyway, um, let's go on to the third
0: use for dating apps. So this is where we really started having fun, and you can judge us a little bit, but use it to make your trip a blast, right? So, like, create little games. I mean, this is... It's Tinder. It's supposed to be fun. And so what we did is, you know, you guys had a competition of, you know, different matches you would get, and of course you guys would overlap in matches, and we just got involved our entire group in... Yeah, uh... This dating game, and it was it was fun. I mean, Evan took my grinder for hours, and, uh, you know, we got some weird pictures some of someone Yeah, moments. and I think Evan might
1: have actually discovered a little bit about himself through that, too.
0: Yeah, you know, it is, these apps are very helpful for everyone, for everyone. Yeah,
1: so, uh, and, it, and it, it was a lot of fun. It's not never good to have fun at other people's expense, but I think... Have fun with them, don't have fun at them. We were able to keep a good balance. Evan and I, whenever we got to a new city... Just swiped everyone right in these small towns, um, and then we just saw who could get more matches. And when we would get similar matches, we'd see who could get better responses, and we'd have a little fun with it. And occasionally, we'd hand off our phones to Mike and Collins, and they would take over, seeing who could get better responses. And it's great for people like Colin, who are in a long distance relationship, who, but maybe they just want to talk to someone abroad and meet some people and find some bars. Yeah, and especially they don't want to violate their relationship by downloading the apps themselves. But they are still able to get on someone else's phone and, and have fun. And, and straight guys can do it on gay guys' phones. Gay guys can do it on
0: straight guys' phones. Everyone can play this game. It's an all-inclusive game. And I think our mentality really was, we're young and we're reckless. We'll take this way too far. And the best thing is, I don't think you can go far enough. I, mean, I don't you can go too far. I, I, I mean, it might be possible. <laughs> I, I,
1: wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. But, but it's I mean, it's don't true. be a <laughs> friend. Don't be a person. But, you know. It's hard, to, it's hard to take far. it that far. Exactly. Yeah. And we were also able to bond. And I think it it's ironic. It's it's really ironic, Mike, because you think that these apps and the use of their phones are actually going to lower the uh, ability to have social connections. But it's actually the opposite here when you're using these apps not just to hide your face in your phone and swipe, but to do interactive swiping to actually get to know your peers swiping. better. Yeah, and like,
0: you know, put the phone in the middle of the table and, and swipe so is a great, great way to enjoy a couple beers and pass some time at a pub. And it's funny, I, at the end of the trip, we were searching for Wi-Fi so we could use Tinder, which was hilarious and great. Yeah, and, and it also provided inside jokes that we still have today. It did, and it forces you to stay up a little later. Remember that awful uh, pub we went to, or oh, club, essentially, we went to in Cork? Cork, at the end of St. Paddy's Day, the whole town was so drunk, we thought everyone was asleep. And then this one guy that I was particularly fond of on Tinder mm-hmm. gave us his number and told us to meet up with him at a nightclub, and it was packed. I mean, and the entire city of Cork under 30 was there, yes. and... We did not have a fun time, but... We didn't have a fun time at all, but the songs, the playlist
1: was hilarious. And we'll, we still have stories from that night, and, and one of us might have permanently ruined a shirt. That was bad at the time. Now it's a story. Now we look back, and it's we shirt. wouldn't have these moments if it wasn't for the JD. You might have that shirt, though. We wouldn't be able,
0: to, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to talk right now about Blathnaid. Um, um, Blathnaid, you, you. Get to, I mean, you meet people, and sometimes just the name is enough. Especially know, in Ireland, the names are wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why would you not swipe right on Blathnade?
1: And uh, unfortunately, I did ask her how to pronounce the name, and she said it was Blanid, but. Spelled like Blath, Blath, bath with an L, and then Nade, N A I D. That's that's a beautiful name, and it's, <laughs> I, and I we probably would have met up with her if she didn't say it was pronounced Bladid. But that's I guess that's kind of besides the point. You yeah, know, you
0: have to weed them out somehow.
1: Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit now. Maybe we'll step back and talk about overall themes because we've already I've already kind of touched on the theme of the ironicness, the ironic ability of dating apps actually making people more social and actually creating relationships not only with the people you meet on the apps, but with your friends who are also using the apps and and how that that is kind of,
0: you know, wonderful. But, but it's, it's awesome. I think the dating apps get this bad rap these days and people don't want to admit to, have, you know, men on them and everyone almost like kind of secretly tenders at time, or they like, you know, fully openly... Uh, embrace it and take it and take it to a weird place, but I think you know, find a medium, a medium ground, and involve your friends and make it really social and fun. And this is a great way to just meet new people while like involving your friends in your dating life. Which, yeah, and don't worry about
1: the stigmas. There aren't any stigmas anymore. There
0: are no stigmas. There's and like for me, I don't know. You guys don't always come to gay bars with me, but it's a great way to involve you in like the people that I'm looking for. I think your friends learn a lot of that. Yeah, and
1: all your friends love to meddle in your dating life, even if um, sometimes it can be a bit much. But this is a kind of a fun, <laughs> a fun light way to do that. Totally. totally. A- and I think I think the overall theme, it kind of it relates all the way back to episode two when we talked about the death of the Irish pub. And this really goes to the millennial culture of just kind of being out there, all open, all honest, and kind of using these things we might see as bringing down society as actually a way to fuel... The, the very heart of the society that's gone back for thousands of years.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, you can turn and use these things for an awesome... I mean, that's what they originally designed for, is, you know, getting people who are looking for each other to find each other without randomly running into each other at a bar. So, use and abuse that ability to find out that someone is, you know... 10 feet away from you, and find some friends. Yeah. Safely, of course.
1: And and some, some people out there might think like that the motto of those people using Tinder and Grindr is, we need love, but all we want is danger. We team up and switch sides like a record changer. But that's not their motto, is it,
0: Mike? No, of course not. They're just looking for love in a good, safe way. Not only love, but also connections. Just
1: the basic element. That basic little atom, the grain that, that
0: connects us all as humans. That little pod. The pot and the pea. Yeah, the pot and the pea. And that's that's what they're looking for. So, you know, you're probably looking for it too and go go embrace it and use it. And you know, check in it was a fun way to check into each city we were at and figure out so sort of who was there and see who the scene was and get them to tell us what the good things to do were.
1: Yeah, it's a great it's a great way to kinda of get a feel for a city when you get there. We we talked a lot about Ireland, but don't worry, we we also use those we um, Use those apps in in Copenhagen and Berlin and Munich and uh, Vienna and, and, the and Munich
0: We're just so attractive. I mean, you could hit down in in Germany and grinder goes crazy. That's a that's a strong breed.
1: Yeah, and usually the bigger the city is, the more people you'll find on these apps, and and like, oh, I just got a Tinder and the more foreign and the more foreign people. Uh, do you want to share uh, sure, this Tinder match you literally say, just got? Which yeah, literally. Just happened. Okay. Just happened. Five seconds let's ago. See, let's, Mike is I mean, now I'm opening gonna, up his I'm dinner. gonna open it
0: and so that, you know.
1: Oh, we got Chris. Chris just about just us Um
0: Ooh, interesting. So we got oh, okay. I see. Twelve hours <laughs> too late. Twelve hours too late was the opening line, which is interesting because he you know, we matched yesterday, he didn't message me then. Yes, and they, the, the, the the joke
1: is that they were in the same place 12 hours ago, but no longer are, which kind of yeah. relates to our podcast, because it, we were often finding matches after we had left the city. Yeah, this guy's pretty attractive. Well, too bad you're not in Hanover
0: anymore. I'll go back. Um, so, but it's great because, I remember this one guy that I was talking to in Waterford, and he was visiting some castle that he had a little bit away, which, unfortunately, you yes. could get to. No, we to. did not make it to the castle. We thought about it, but we didn't. Um, but... I was talking to him throughout our whole trip abroad. I remember he was, you know, messaging me about Calvin Klein and, um, you know, making wishes on St. Patrick's Day. And uh, it was cool because he knew all the different cities we were going to and could give us recommendations, which was awesome.
1: Exactly. So I think it's almost time to, about that time to wrap up the podcast. Yeah, because I've got to focus on the tender um, conversation. I, I, I would like to say one more thing, kind of just relating back to this millennial culture and online dating. There's one book, I, and, and this is kind of a mainstream book, and I feel guilty recommending it, because we like to uncover those uncovered stories out here at The Binge. Um, but Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari is a book that all three of us, uh, Mike Collin and mm-hmm. I, all read. And we actually found a lot of relevance in it and it focuses a lot on dating apps. And one of the takeaways from that book, spoiler alert, um, maybe... Sorry, Aziz. <laughs> yeah. But one of one of his takeaways, still still read the book, but one of his takeaways was that online dating and social apps provide this incredible opportunity to connect with people in ways that even 25 years ago could not have been imagined. Yeah. And... There might be some downsides, but using those dating apps, you, it, there's a way to use them where you can eliminate the downside and just have that incredible totally. thing of expanding the pool of people you meet. So,
0: so don't and be, and if you're you know, take your advice, Jonathan, you're up front about what you're doing, then it's I think you eliminate a lot of the bad sides of it.
1: Yes, be up front, be, be honest, upfront, and and don't and be, be afraid. Gay. Don't be afraid to take chances. Don't be afraid to go on second dates, as he says, and be more gay. As that's kind of our original spin that's our take <laughs> on it. but be more gay is a great way to say I can't rhyme again I, I, <laughs> I, I want I, I basically you know that's I'm, I'm, pretty good, I'm trying to say be upfront be more be more willing to start a conversation. yeah
0: there you go that's
1: the last one I guess that works
0: um, um, and that is that's definitely enough unless you I was about to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for hanging with us this week, and we will be back next week still talking about some of the cultural things that we experienced abroad, but a little more macro of a way. <music> thanks to all those that made this podcast possible. Nobillies Fried Chicken, Tinder, Bumble, and of course Grinder. All the people we met on apps, from Vlatne to Fearable. We Riordan's in Cork for the spilled drinks and oddly aggressive men. The most attractive city in the world, Bratislava. Kevin MacLeod, as always, for his incredible music, and Necto for their continued support.
1: And thank you to the official sponsor for this week, T N H Doolins. Looking for the oldest bar in Ireland? Too bad it's no longer there. But we got to see it from the outside, and you can too. Go to T N H Doolins in Waterford for beautiful
0: exterior of what used to be a great bar. Make sure to follow us on Snapchat, Twitter, our website, com, Instagram, and as always, you can email us at us at gmail.com. And
1: also on F- Facebook, feel free to like us. We've had a few more views this week on Facebook, so like us at The Binge on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash The Binge as well. And uh, rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. And... And also, uh, if you're interested in sponsoring us, send us an email to that, to that email that Mike said, bingeus at gmail.com. Thanks for binging. Stay full, team.